0: Get this party started. <laughs> Welcome to the Spoiled Broth Meets Junction, and we're here with Ratri and Lily, the founders of Junction. Which character introduce yourself?
1: Hello, my name is Ratri Notusidirjo. I'm from Indonesia and I studied in Rotterdam for four years in a Bachelor of Fine Arts. I started this direction in anti-coloniality, post-colonization, and narratives um, that stem from these histories and incorporate it in a lot of my performance work, sculpture, installation, a little bit of curating sometimes here and there. But for now, I am working on the Junction Project and I'm one of the facilitators of our current who gets to be an artist pilot. Right, uh, Lily. So I'm Lily, Lily Ulrich. I am
2: an artist, a performer, an actress. Um, I also went two years to art school where I met Rotary as well. And before that, I was studying acting in Frankfurt in Germany. And yeah, I... I think i moved to art because i really felt like i needed more creative agency and yeah my practice really spans a lot of um different topics a lot of them are feminist topics and recently i also really started to dig into anti-colonial topics Um, working with family history and looking into my colombian ancestry Mm. And now I'm looking more into my German ancestry. And um, always try to work from like a vulnerable uh, position or a place. Which is something that I'm discovering is kind of difficult. But also very satisfying.
3: Yeah, I was going to ask, like, you kind of touched on it a little bit there. But how did you guys meet? And when did you meet? How long have you two known each other for?
2: I think we met. So... I met Ratri in front of school. It was like a really sunny day. And Radtree was sitting on the sideway on the like a uh, little, yeah, on the sidewalk. She was sitting there and I just like probably late for school or decided not to go. Oh my God.
1: You <laughs> no, I was late. And then I walked into you. The origin story. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I met Lily at school a few times. Uh, She was in the class above me. We were both studying fine arts. And then there was an event called Queering of the Church in The Hague. And it was a really beautiful event uh, where the space uh, was filled with performance artists from the queer community. I don't know if it relationship, just the Hague or also Rotterdam or around the Netherlands and Lily performed there. And I remember thinking like, wow, that's badass." <laughs> and uh, I've always admired her work, also her direction in her practice. And I guess, yeah, we did some performances together and started working together. And that's kind of how it started.
2: You know, I've been like
1: um, practicing some
2: monologues that Rattray has written for me, and I'm just like sobbing. I'm like, I love this work, and then I just like. But I I usually cry a lot when I create or I poop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're in the (laughs) oversharing. It's easy to overshare when you have a mic in front of your face.
3: All right. So Junction isn't the first like project that you've ever worked on together. You've got like quite a bit of experience doing things together
2: yeah so I remember that like there was this one performance that I was doing in tent and my performer canceled like the day before and I was like fuck what am I gonna do like it's tomorrow (laughs) like I need to find someone and then I reached out to Rajvi and like she was right away like ready to do
1: it the next day I mean with initiatives creative initiatives uh, around art or just similar motivations and goals it's easier to start or natural to start with the people around you in your community or your friends so i think it was also a natural relationship that came about uh with junction as well
3: kind of similar i guess to how me and yahira met like uh both working at meli And then obviously when you're working in the same spaces or like if you're going to the same art school, you're like encountering the same issues. Which kind of leads me on to the question to both of you, like what is Junction and who is it for? Quick summary guys.
1: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I guess in its simplest explanation, it's a platform, an interdisciplinary platform where we try to bridge research, art, artistic interventions, different uh, creative disciplines uh, centered on moving and expanding on this topic of anti-colonialism and how we can apply these ideas in Rotterdam uh, specifically to the art sector. Yeah, I think you
2: summed it up pretty well. (laughs) I tried to. (laughs) Yeah, and I think we really also want to combine um, research with artist interventions um, and focus on the
1: local. There are so many groups here in Rotterdam, grassroots, collectives, uh, more established organizations, and right now... There's kind of a hurricane storm on what it means to be an inclusive sector. So we really try to, I guess, in this current project, who gets to be an artist, compartmentalize certain aspects of this discourse for us to be able to examine and also share experiences. Because it's a complicated question that brings about a lot of unjust, unfair and emotional experiences.
2: Yeah, and I think we also really wanted to create a team where um, we can amplify work that has been done um, and see how we can support further anti-colonial work in research, in art, in grassroots mapping. And then I think our biggest challenge has been how to combine the collective and the individual and how we can support while not losing ourselves as a group, which is especially with corona,
0: it's a challenge. But here we are. Yeah, here we are. You said um, that you've been... Like I know you've been busy with this for over a year, but um what triggered like this whole situation, and how did you guys get into this like topic, and what kind of like what was the moment that you thought like now we have to do something and start a project like like this?
1: I think we all have our own departures with this um for me it while I was in school. These topics are talked about, even taught, but they were crash courses and it's difficult to create a space where you can give your contributions, your feedback, your opinions and dive into the depths of what anti-colonialism is, where we can see within the art sector things are unfair. But then to actually facilitate that within the school space I was in, it just was not present personally. Those are my feelings. And so during my last year, I really started looking into what was going on in Rotterdam. And I guess I brought these conversations to Lily and multiple people really Um, But me and Lily were able to really, uh, I guess, find an affinity with the topics that we discussed. I think for me it
2: really started also in Willem de Koning that um, Nancy Yao was giving a um, course on racism and colonial history of the Netherlands. And I started to look onto my own identity, looking into my whiteness and also looking into uh, being mixed-raced and how that identity just really shapes different realities. I also really deeply fell in love with black feminism. I think this was something that really until now is like deeply motivating me, um, and then Rotary reached out with this project about um, using artist interventions to create some change. And I've always been interested in like, yeah, become active and yeah, make the change that you want to see. Definitely.
1: Happening. And also, mind you, you have this phrase that they tell you when you graduate from art school, watch out for the black hole or something like that. And after graduation, we were kind of thrown into this, okay, this is the professional life, this is what you study. And then you focus so much on the craft, on conceptualizing the work, looking your positioning within an art context, that you sort of forget the business. (laughs) And I think that's also why I'm motivated in this project to learn from my peers and the people around me. Because I think collective knowledge is a powerful tool and also it helps shape what is really needed um, with a more local perspective rather than taking, I mean, Yeah, rather than taking other contexts and applying directly ideas where they've been doing, for example, anti-colonial work here and there. I think the city has a particular narrative that we all can gain from and try to contribute to.
3: Yeah, like something I've been thinking about quite a lot and like discussing with friends is sort of like it's so weird trying to be an artist and then realizing that being an artist means like you're juggling so many different hats like you have to be like you know making your work like and uh, organizing the whole business side of things and then you've also got to be like a photographer you've got to be like doing all your marketing like social media manager like there's so many different like hats that you have to do and I also spoke to a friend like even just yesterday about networking and like how we always thought networking was like, you know, like doing these huge big things and like going to these events and these big like businessy things. But actually, like a lot of the time, it's just doing like really small things like in your local area and really getting down like to the grassroots of, of, um, you know, making small moves, like making little connections. And you never know like where they're going to take you. And I guess um, Junction is kind of like exemplifying these, these, uh these little little moves and giving them a space
2: and it's really funny that it's not really funny it makes sense that the entire like image of an artist kind of always wants to disrupt that community i feel the whole image of the artist being an individual genius um that does their individual grand act of art i think it really only serves the capitalist market I think that's why it's so big because that's how you make the most money out of a piece of art, and how you can use it as an investment. But it doesn't serve us
1: as artists. It's a romantic idea. Yeah,
0: that's something that me and Jemima like often also talk about on our uh, podcasts.
3: Yes, yeah, well, it's just like the fact that so many artists actually have like a whole. I mean, the main like huge, you know artists always have like a team of people behind them and it's such a weird thing how in visual arts like those um you know all those interns like unpaid interns who are working making this work like they never really get um the credit or anything that they you know deserve for putting all that work in but it's weird how in other sectors like for example in film um like everyone on set will be credited so it's it's such a weird conundrum that like why do we not you know but yeah like you said it's like the kind of like capitalist narrative of like there's this one person this one person who's like made it and they do all this work where it's never actually true there's always the people that have been like you know exploited along the way
0: i recently like um thought a lot about that how not being credited while doing a lot of work because as like a person who builds up exhibitions and works with a lot of artists and Uh, helps them build up a space, Uh, you do like half of the work because you build up their artwork, you make sure that the lighting is good, you make sure that the setting is good, that the people who come to the exhibition understand what's going on, how to get into the artwork or whatever, where to get like the flyer to read about it, but you don't get credited for that at all like your name will never ever be somewhere unless you're like a higher up of like the gallery space and I think that's also kind of frustrating when you put in like 14 hours a day for an exhibition and then not being uh, seen I guess and it only being about like this person's work while you also contributed to that person's work now i'm just like um spitting my own
1: frustrations out there sorry no i agree with you it's maybe um this long theme of this one figure that creates the scene and we forget that it's it's not just one individual it's yeah bodies and bodies of bodies of people who are doing the labor
0: that's also something that you like don't or at least in my experience when i went to like art academy it's something that you just don't really learn like you're not being taught that you have to work with other people constantly and that you have to be like doing six and a half thousand different things instead of just creating your art because in school it always felt like oh i'm just doing my thing and i'm talking about it with like my teachers or my tutors and they give me feedback and then i go back into my own sort of hole and like my crawl space and i just start doing things again um and i think that can be like very confusing when you then graduate get out and you get out of that like safe environment that bubble because uh, I wouldn't really call it a safe environment But out of that bubble But I think for uh, most art academies It's like the same it's, yeah. it's constantly like a very weirdly abusive And also uphelding these like abusive ideas And romanticizing like drug use And alcohol abuse and etc cetera, etc cetera, In order to be an artist And then you get out of the academy mm. And it's suddenly like not really the case like you can't constantly be drunk you can't constantly be on drugs you can't be like Mm. smoking cigarettes like crazy and being moody and all that stuff that like works for one person maybe but not for everyone and then you end up in like this weird kind of bureaucratic system of like the art world and having to apply for funding because otherwise you can't do anything
1: yeah, and I feel like a reflection of this romanticization in some ways we can see in the terminology one time, two times too many. I've heard like in the first years you're in art school, they the curriculum is designed or the idea is that the student is broken down. And I feel like, why do we idealize this idea of breaking someone down in order to make themselves anew? I just feel like the connotation is so unhealthy. There's no consideration of this wave of mental health um, and instability that we already have to go through life anyhow. And I feel the practice in itself can evolve, can change to the different neuro conditions, emotional conditions of their students.
2: I also think it's really necessary to understand that if you want to be an artist or if you kind of feel the calling to be an artist, you're usually a quite sensitive person. Where a lot of us are quite sensitive. So I mean, I I had this experience more in Germany that um, this breaking down in acting school that they really installed a fear in me that I didn't have before the school and it's not necessary and it's not helpful and I think especially in this these professions where later on you will face a lot of hardship. And you have to try to lift yourself up constantly and deal with the depression of the profession. Um, you need kind of uh, a tool set, you know, you need to have a good self-worth. And it's because in the end, if you want to be productive, a lot of times you need that healthy relationship with yourself to be like, okay, this act of creating is so vulnerable that um otherwise you you will stop as we see a lot of our peers just like stop left and right because they don't want to bear with it anymore either it's because of the conditions or um the lack of community i guess as well and the lack of money
1: lack of knowledge or tools to figure out the Ways you can work and earn a living in this profession. Yeah. So I think in some ways it's also about finding a
2: way. How can we uplift ourselves? How can we come together? I know this is a stretch now, but I really, really believe in unions and having. I don't know. It's like it's like (laughs) here. It's like, I, I really think that it's so absolutely necessary to have a union that can represent us, especially with these shitty work conditions where if you complain, um, you will feel it <laughs> in some way or another because you're alone there, like you're employed for a shit uh, fair wage, which is still better than in most other countries where there's no wage. Um... But yeah, we still, I think one of the main things of if you want to diversify the art sector, if you want to make it more inclusive, if you want to make it more accessible, you have to provide better and sustainable work conditions. How are you going to do this if the work conditions uh, lead to uh, poverty, scarcity, um, depression, lack burnout. of self-esteem, burnout? <laughs> Come on, we can,
0: let's name them all. <laughs> Something completely else, how is like the um, whole process of like when you came up with this like idea a year ago and started connecting connecting each other to where you are right now, which is probably a lot, but like the ups and downs, the highs and lows it's like
2: a roller coaster <laughs> it's really crazy um. So I started to, because I have to write a report uh, for a little funding that we got. And then I like started to look into all that we've done. And I'm this kind of person, I just forget whatever I've done. It's just like, once it's done, it's done. And I'm, I was looking back to all the documents that we were writing, all the applications to funding. And I was like, oh my God, we did so much in this year. It's been a, a kind of incredible Um. I feel like our process has been connected to flow practices, which is like basically circling uh, through the goals that we want for junction. And then in the middle, we always get lost. And there's always this question like, what are we doing? We forgot. What is it? Because it's also so many different
1: things that we try to intersect and and connect. We go back in discussing about the work realities. What kind of work reality do you wanna live in? And in some ways, we try to employ that within the organizational structure of Junction. Of course, it's trial and error, but I think it's important to do the work and to keep examining how work schedules can be created within a flat hierarchy how delegation with work can be negotiated between different roles of people. But I have to say, when we first were going into this project, there was this beautiful, dare I say, naivety <laughs> about the kind of work realities we wanted to construct. The first budget we ever created in this project <laughs> was a huge conflict between me and Lily and our realities kind of clashed a bit. So what we had to do as an exercise is create a dream budget And then a practical one. I found it just shocking because I honestly misjudged
2: the funding scene like so much because I have been so lucky uh, with my uh, personal artist practice and the funding that I had received that I thought, well, we're a team of like you know nine people. Um, So if logically the amount we're going to apply for are going to be higher than the amounts I can apply for as an individual artist, which is simply not true. Yeah, you can see how individuality is valued much more above
1: teamwork. Collective projects. Yeah, yeah. I actually do admire our uncompromising position, I have to say. Like, in some ways, having that bright-eyed kind of attitude does help you in the long run because reflecting back we wanted to achieve these goals and it does give me a little bit more motivation now like okay we've been working on this for a year like we're getting there it's hard but we're getting there and it's a slow process and there's gonna be a lot of failures.
3: And actually like it's super inspiring to hear that there are you know like young artists like paving away, trying it, maybe having some failures, but like yeah. learning from it and also talking about it, like opening up this discourse around it because funding in the, in the arts world is such like a hush-hush subject. It's almost like people are like, I can't tell you about this funding that I'm applying for in case you apply for it and you get it. Like, I don't know. I find people are quite secretive about it. And also there's all this like, you know, like this jargon that's used that's basically just a barrier to try and keep people out from
1: getting it. Yeah, this competition that you describe, in the end, actually, if one person succeeds, it benefits all of us, especially as part of a community and a scene. This idea of competition going back to this capitalist framework, again, the romanticism of the individual Artistic genius, it all stems back to these same structures that a lot of people propagate, also are fed, and not just within school, if you're going to art school, but even in a wider public as well. A question, Yahaira, to like the previous
2: just the previous topic because you saw junction evolve within like a year like I really
0: want to hear your like point of view and like how it developed I guess for me it was also like the first one of the first bigger projects that I was uh, getting on to because I usually do uh, institutional work actually so to do something outside an institution with People who are mainly artists and all working on freelance basis was a bit strange for me. And it could also be super frustrating because in an institution you have these like hierarchies and you know who to go to. And it's just like it works the way it works, you know, Um, which can also be frustrating, of course, but for completely different reasons and with Junction it at one point became sort of a clusterfuck of (laughs) things and like ideas and then i started realizing like you guys are artists so for me i'm a very structured person i always have this with me it's my pink booklet which basically is full of either notes or dumb lists as you can see um in which I just write everything down I have to do for the day. Are you a Virgo? A Virgo moon, <laughs> so yeah, I am,
3: I love being organized. She's such a, you're such a stereotype of a Dutch person like, oh I need to check my planner before before I do anything. Dude, I only learned
0: planning like a year ago or something, so this is a recent thing. But I mean, in general I am a more structured person and you guys which often happens with artists like they have these chaos but also like more ideas and things and happening and then it's like oh my god this topic really interests me right now so i'm gonna bring this on even though it maybe not like it doesn't really fit (laughs) but the thing was also like it wasn't
2: just about organizing ourselves because I also feel like art school made me completely unorganized definitely after you graduate. There's no one yeah. setting any structure for you, like no structure and then it's the task is kind of getting out of bed and like making the structure so for yourself. but then with Junction, it was about thinking about how you not only structure yourself but structure a team and yeah. this is something where
1: we are learning. A lot I'm um, also that's a word this is a word that we should have learned maybe while we were still in school but diversifying your practice in allowing yourself to not just see yourself as an artist but also practicing the role of an organizer a facilitator your own curator as you said uh, sometimes it's not As easy It doesn't just Roll up to you After you graduate No And also like I think
0: One of the biggest things Is Which don't learn Is that you can learn From each other
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like reaching out To each other And like learning From the way They do things And Relying on those people To give you advice Like in general In our society It's like we're so not allowed to like ask for help from our yeah. peers and especially like in the arts because we're so conditioned to like yeah you have to do it alone and all that individual stuff that, mm-hmm. stuff that we already talked about but like it's constantly this like idea that you have to get shit done on your own and just figure it out like you yeah. just have to know it while it's completely okay to just ask other people who might be better in
1: a certain thing than you are. I totally agree. I I call it like this superhuman complex. Like of course we wanna see ourselves as these super independent individualistic people who can do these things, hit them one shot target and get the task done. And we can be those people, but we're also um vulnerable, physically, emotionally and mentally, it's also something you need to learn within a professional situation. Who can you help uh, who can you help and who can you ask for help? Who would be better for the job than you?
0: because yeah. Yeah, you, can't, you can't do everything yourself like
1: mm-hmm. We all
0: have our own special qualities, and it's insane to think that you can do it everything by yourself. Also like mentally it's not possible. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great note to end this conversation on. Is there anything interesting that you're gonna do soon except for Junction that you wanna plug or maybe share your website? I don't know, where can we find you guys in the next like couple months?
1: I think in a few weeks our website will have launched. For Junction. Yeah, for Junction. You can find the link to our Instagram. It'll be posted soon, but we're on the way with that.
2: You can find us also our private Instagram account. <laughs> My private Instagram handle is 6
1: my friend made, it, made this up. Figuring out your artist name, and then when you're like, damn it, it's not a good name, but all your emails are already linked to it. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Let's not get into that.
2: <laughs> and Rattray's handle is Say No to Sue. And uh, I'll be, I'm working on like a performance research, which is getting quite exciting. And well, I will have a little work in progress showing at Das Ultra Deck in Düsseldorf. But I think it's going to be less public. And um, the opening of the actual performance, I think, will be in October, November. But if you are connected with me through Instagram, you'll be finding out about that.
3: If you enjoyed this episode, then feel free to um...
0: donate,
2: please. (laughs)
3: Like
0: I always say on the episodes of the Spoiler Wrath. Please. We are dying. We We need money. (laughs) We need food. This is not like this actually costs labor to do. And I know that you guys think that we're just talking into a microphone. but That's not it. Thank you for listening. Spoiled Broth was brought to you by Jemima Vaughan and Jaheirabriet Morfe. Our intro and outro jingle was made by Brian Murphy. And we want to thank everyone who advises us on making the podcast. Hope to see you next time.